Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome, healers, to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H, and remember to tell all of your freedom friends. Tell them they can join us live right here on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcast at AmericaOutloud.com. And also find us on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks. Just go ahead and download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, and listen in wherever you may be. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Proven, proven, proven holistic nutrition. Proven, proven, proven detoxification and fasting, proven, proven, proven artisanal healing, and so much more people who just love you, ready to receive you and help you stop being a patient and start being a student. Join the EHI family of healers today. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org. Huge shout out to all my people at EHI. What's up, EHI? What's up, healers? We love you, baby. Oh, man, I love that school so much. Oh, that's my heart right there. Folks, we got a great show for you today. Or at least I hope it's going to be a great show. I'm going to run through some stuff today on the 13th Zodiac sign, something I've been alluding to. I'm going to share some of the research on it and some of my thoughts. Now, keep in mind, we're just going to go there. It's going to be a little speculative. I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm not talking about any of the speculative stuff as if it's fact. I'm just saying where the research has taken me because this is a very weird world that we find ourselves in. And this kind of stuff that I've been researching kind of starts making it make some sense. Now, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like all of it, but some of it is actually pretty cool. And I think the 13th Zodiac sign and the, the number 13 in general, why it is the way it is. I think I'm going to I'm going to share some stuff that I've researched with you in the, in the next two segments and just have an adult conversation, right? Just have an adult conversation about it. But before I get to that in the, in the next two segments, what I really want to do is spend this first segment talking with you about healing for the ages. Folks, um, we're, we're at this moment, right? We're at this moment where really crazy people, psychopaths, people who do not have our best interests at heart and don't have any restraint on their own study of the cell and the DNA to understand the potential ramifications of what they're studying. They're certainly not studying it for altruistic purposes. They're certainly not advocating for genetic engineering and things because they are want, they want to create some kind of good. No, these are psychopaths. I mean, you start reading and researching the internet of all things, the, the internet that they want to plug all humanity into and, and this kind of cyborg creation that is part mammalian, part reptilian, this transhumanistic creation they want to have where it's a body that has been genetically modified with 
whatever they want to put in there. And yes, listen to Dr. Artis. It's Venoms. You can look to go to Time Magazine. Go do this right now. Go to uh, go to your search engine. DuckDuckGo, that's what I'm using now. But go to your search engine and look up Time Magazine, The Future of Medicine, 1999. Okay? Go ahead and look that up and look at that cover. Do you see it? It's crazy. They're telling you what it is. We've put it on the show before, right? We put it on the show when I did the whole talk on the cult of Asclepius, right? Well, that cult of Asclepius runs a little bit deeper. What do you see on there? The Time Magazine, the future of medicine. This is January 11th, 1999 that they put this on the cover. What does it show? It shows DNA double helix with the stick and the snake, the cult of Asclepius symbol, but that snake isn't just wrapped around the DNA it's part of the DNA. They're telling you exactly what they intend to do. When people start telling you what they're doing, you got to believe them. And if you've seen what I've seen going on in the world the last four years, are you honestly going to tell me you're just going to dismiss this and say, oh, no, that, it couldn't be that because that's just too science fiction. No, it's not science fiction. It's science fact. How do I know? Because I go and read their science. I go and read their witchcraft voodoo science that they're doing. I go and read all that stuff. I've got to learn my enemy. I'm telling you point blank, it's science fact now that they can do these kind of things. We've found articles. We've found peer-reviewed research articles published by the National Institutes of Health, funded by DARPA, that they can do this. We have to start having this conversation now. I don't care that it's unpleasant. I don't care that it's going to make you a little uncomfortable. I care about getting solutions to you so that you understand what's going on and what God has already given us to do about it. That's what Healing for the Ages is all about. Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Ed Group, myself, Dr. Jana Schmidt, all coming together, showing you people who love you, working together working tirelessly to bring you information, not just to freak you out. It's going to freak you out a little bit. I'm going to tell you straight up. It's gonna, it freaks me out a little bit. It's going to freak you out a little bit. But we wouldn't bring it to you unless we had solutions for it. Solutions like some stuff I, I just did with Looking for Healing Radio this week, right? Turn off the light right? That whole Teddy Pendergrass, right? Turn off the lights and light a candle. We're going to just put the word blue in there. Turn off the blue light. Turn it off. Turn that blue light off. I had, you know, I had some people giving me a little brushback on that today. I couldn't believe it. I had some people giving me brushback. It's like, dude, you know, I'm loudmouth. Number one, I got my own radio shows. Number two, I, I got people giving me brushback on that saying, well, blue light is emitted from the sun. Yeah, it is, but not concentrated. And yeah, the sun isn't two inches from your face. And the sun has never been proven in their literature to activate their gene drive, CRISPR genetic editing that can make you infertile and lead to targeted species extinction within three generations. That's in their literature, gene drive. It's in their literature, gene drive, CRISPR tech. That's going to, it's in their literature. 
And I've got people just seeing a title and dismissing, well, I'm not going to change my blue light because I like my phone. I'm not telling you to turn off your phone. I'm telling you to turn off your lights, the blue lights on there. So if you don't want to be a part of your own rescue, that's fine. You're probably not going to show up at Healing for the Ages and good luck to you. Let me tell you, good luck. But if you're serious about God got it right the first time, version 1.0, if you're serious about loving the DNA that God gave you, if you're serious about loving the life that you've known and held so dear, if you're serious about loving your children and loving your grandchildren and loving people the way God made them, and you want to know Dr. H, Dr. Artist, Dr. Group, Dr. Schmidt, what can a brother do out here? Or a sister. What can we do in this age of bioweapons? Come to the conference. Go to healingfortheages.com and at least sign up for the free Thursday. We've given it away. We've given it away. At least sign up for the free Thursday. Come and listen to what we have to say. Each one of us Dr. Artis, Dr. Group, Dr. Schmidt, myself, we're going to share one key piece of research that we found over there and start showing you how they connect a little bit. We're going to talk just a little bit about the history. You've already been hearing me talk about the history for a couple of years, but just a little bit about the history. And then we're going to take Q&A for 30 minutes. What do you got to lose? You got nothing to lose. There's no commitment. But I'm going to tell you this, healers. Straight up. I can't help you. Dr. Artis can't help you. Dr. Schmidt can't help you. Dr. Group can't help you. If you're not there, you have to stop being a patient. A patient says, fix me. A student says, I'm going to fix myself. A slave says, fix me. Oh, massa. Oh, massa. Oh, massa. Oh, please. What you need me to do, massa? Take the mask off. That's what I need you to do. And I ain't your master. You are your master. The almighty is our master. What I need you to do is stop being a slave. What I need you to do is stop being a patient, one who endures suffering and misfortune. That's the etymology of that word patient. He who endures suffering and misfortune, please stop enduring suffering and misfortune. And understand when you look at that Time Magazine article, what they are actually telling you. They're telling you to your face, we're going to genetically engineer you. On the cover, it doesn't say we're going to improve you. On the cover, it doesn't say we're going to heal you. On the cover, it doesn't say we're going to figure out the cure for cancer with this, techni uh, this, this technology, this evil. What do they say instead? They say we're going to change you. How genetic engineering is going to change you in the next century. Boop, 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 boop. Bad news for you folks. We're in that next century. It's time to have this adult conversation. Is that what we want? You bet. I better be hearing some no's right now. I can see you right now shaking your head. Oh, oh no, Dr. H. I don't want that. You're right. You don't want that. That is a death ticket. That is strings getting attached in them. If you are able to withstand the transhuman transformation that they are going to attempt, that if you make it somehow through that, you are now no longer you. 
you're going to have some stuff in you you wish wasn't there. How many people do you know got these damn shots? And the first thing they say to you is, I wish I had never gotten that shit. I wish I had read the fine print. I wish I had trusted myself and listened to people who knew a little bit better, who were loving me and wanting me. I listened to people who did not have my best interests at heart who smirked and smeared and then talked mad, mad stuff about people like me. Called us the disinformation dozen. I just heard I've made the list, finally. I've been working hard to make that list. That I'm part of the disinformation dozen plus, I must be the baker's dozen. They must have added me. I'm the, I'm the 13th. <laughs> All right. I'm the 13th warrior. That that number we're supposed to everybody be afraid of the number 13. It's a number. Why do I need to be afraid of it? Can you help me with that? I'm going to help you with that because you don't need to be afraid of it. I'm going to help you with that today. But you understand what I'm saying? You need to be at this conference. I cannot help you if you are not there. You need to be at this conference listening. You need to be a student. Yes, we are going to put it down. Thursday, it's free. We're going to talk about the bioweapons and how they're all connected. And you're going to see that bioweapons have been around a lot longer than you may have first believed. Like your entire life, they've been around. Friday, we're not going to be talking about anything crazy and bad. We're going to be talking about your body and how God designed it and show you things that you didn't even know about how amazing you are and how privileged how blessed we are to exist at all thank you god give it up for the big fella you you with me yet and then on saturday yeah boom 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 we're gonna drop it we are gonna drop it we are changing this conversation it's not only spike glycoprotein that you got to be concerned about there's plasmids you got to be concerned about there's 5g you got to be concerned about there's blue light you got to be concerned about there's deadly venoms. You got to be concerned about. And thankfully, we are bringing you solutions. This is what the literature says. This is what we are doing to protect ourselves and the people we love. This is why we don't experience what's going on out there in the world the way you experience it right now. The shedding isn't a big deal for us. Why? Because of what we're going to show you. I'm never getting one of these damn shots. You bet your ass on that. That is not happening. And I ain't putting a mask on again. You can forget about that too. I'll get arrested before I put a mask on again. You understand where I'm at? We can be some fighting, you know what, around here. That's not going down. You get where I'm coming from, everybody? You get where I'm coming from? Like, and when you have this information, when you have it in your heart and you have this information and you know, you know, you know how to take care of yourself. You know how awesome your body is. You know that a so-called vaccine is really just an artificial infection, that it does not confer immunity, that what confers immunity is your God-given immune system when it is well-nourished. When you know these things, when you know these things, it gives you confidence to engage with people when they look at you like, 
why don't you have your mask on? Because I'm not stupid like you. I'm not a slave like you. I'm not patient like you. Why? Because God asked me not to be a slave. God asked me not to be a patient. And when God asks me, the answer is always yes. I answer that call to his surface. So no, I'm not putting on your devil's mask. And no, I'm not taking your devil's shot. And no, I'm not putting any of that devil poison into my body. No, no, a million times no. And why can I say that confidently? Because I've done the homework and I've learned what I need to do. And what we're going to do is accelerate your learning curve so you can do that confidently so that you can go about in the world and go, you know what? No, I don't need that. I know what I'm doing. And you know what the benefit of all that is too? You just feel better. You look better. Yeah, that's great. But you feel better. I was just talking to a dude that changed his diet just a little bit and all the ADHD went away. He was like, I've been living in this cloud for decades and I didn't think that it would ever change. I didn't know how people felt the way they did, but now he changed his diet and guess what happened? Poof, there goes the cloud. And he's happier and he's in love. And guess what he's in love with? God. Never go wrong. You're never going to go wrong loving God because God loves you back. You're never going to go wrong. You feeling me? Right? Can I get an amen? I like hearing that. I like hearing that a lot. So when we come back, I'm going to talk with you about this 13th zodiac sign, Ophiuchus. We're going to talk about this. Okay. I'm going to share with you the research that I've been... I've, pulled together on it. It's time to have this conversation. It's a kind of a part two that we're doing, a continuation of the cult of Asclepius. We're going to go back a little bit beyond 700 BC. We're going to actually go back to Mesopotamia and then maybe forward into um, uh, 1800s in France. Um, I think the research is going to take us there and it actually take us all the way back up to Pope Benedict. But we're going to, we're, I'm going to show you these connections. And I might even have a conversation with you about this stupid, ugly thing called Baphomet. Right. I mean, you look at this, it's, the head is a goat, the legs are a goat and, and it's got it's got boobs, but it's a male. I mean, it's just like who comes up with this? Like what acid trip morphine induced crack were you smoking to come up with this image, you know, and act like you're an intellectual for drawing this image? Please get out of my face. Get out of my face. You on some kind of crazy synthetic drug binge acting like you were being enlightened. All you were doing was finding the darkness the devil wanted you to find. That's all you were doing. And what do we say when we see that? I reject you. I rebuke you. I demand that you leave my presence because the dominion over me is by the Almighty. When I say, Father, I devote myself to you, that's the spiritual contract I signed. And I ain't breaking that contract because that contract can't be broken. You have no dominion over me, devil. Period. You can try as you may, try as you might. You will fail 100 out of 100 times because I walk with the big fella. And I do so without apology. You feel me? This is what I want to give you at this conference. This feeling. I want you to have this feeling of undeniable 
unapologetic confidence that you know what God gave you works and you know how to work with what other things God gave you like herbs and food and sunlight and sleep and fasting and all this other beautiful stuff so that you can look the devil in the face and laugh at him for the absurdity that the devil is. Ought to be ashamed of yourself, devil. I'm with you. You with me yet? You with me? I don't know. It's a little, it's a little aggressive. Yeah. I tend to get that way when the devil's trying to murder me. I tend to get kind of aggressive in return. There's a such thing, my people, it's called self-defense. And what is the self? You as a being of light, you have a right to defend what you really are, a being of light in God's eternal truth. You have the right to defend that. And I'm going to give you that. Dr. Artis is going to give you that. Dr. Group is going to give you that. Dr. Schmidt is going to give you that. All in our unique ways, that confidence. So come to Healing for the Ages, put in promo code out loud and join us. We are about to crush it. And just like Jesus did, do it without apology, for we have nothing to fear. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. All right, healers, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is so good to be here with you. I am so pumped about this conference. My goodness, I am so excited to just take that stage, bring our ancestors into the room, bring God in the room, bring our angels into the room, bring them with us and deliver. I am so excited, so privileged, so blessed to be able to share this with you, to impart not just the knowledge, the wisdom, right? Not just the how-to, to make it a celebration of solutions, but to impart the feeling, the feeling of a divine no. Under no circumstances will I give in. Under no circumstances will I relent. And under no circumstances will I allow you to turn me into someone who hates. 
Under no circumstances will I disavow my father. Under no circumstances will I do anything but be a shining example of his love, his light, and his logic in everything I do. To have that confidence, that's what I want to give you. I want to give it to you because it's time for us to punch back. It's time for love to get up off the canvas and say, it's time for me to throw at this hate. It's time for me to throw a couple of big haymakers back and let's go move some of this spiritual furniture around here in this room. Can you feel me? Let's go move this furniture around. Love is undefeated. And we're going to prove it again, undefeated, because that's really what we are. Now, remember, healers, Energetic Health Radio is also sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, another place where love shines through in everything they do. Simply the finest, the most potent, the most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference. Integrity for love and love and love and love for medicine making can make for you. You know, when you're in that kitchen, right? You remember when you're in that kitchen and grandma was cooking that food and grandma's cooking that food and it's just a bunch of ingredients. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of ingredients, but then grandma put it together and grandma put it together with all that love and it changed the flavor of the food. The love she put into it changed the flavor of the food. Well, that's what they do at Global Healing. They make sure that the love that went into growing the medicines is amplified in how they make the medicine. So when you get that medicine, you can feel that medicine just by holding the bottle. And when you put that magic that's in that bottle in your body, boom, God takes over. And something amazing happens. You just start to heal. We talking about some different stuff here, folks. So make sure you go to globalhealing.com and enter promo code out loud and discover the medicine that God intended for us all. Made by, in my biased but correct opinion, the best medicine maker in the world today, Ed Group and his amazing team. The best, simply the best. Why do you think I'm rocking with them? Yeah, I, I think I've proven myself the last three years, right? I'm a pretty good judge of character, right? Who was calling out all the stuff people talking about? I was one of them. My teams were one of them. We didn't, we had all figured this out. That means we have a pretty good ability to discern what's really going on. And I'm going to tell you this brother, Ed Group, man. That dude was doing some amazing things. You want to talk about like Nobel prizes and stuff, right? Nobel prizes, right? Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to tell you, oh my goodness. If there was really, and not that anybody does it for a prize, but if there was really a, a reason, you know what I mean? If there was really a reason to do it, you know, I, I I could understand it. You know, I could I could we don't do it for the prizes. I don't care about no stupid award. I don't care, especially a 
at one point when I was year, years ago, I, I, I thought, and you know, you, you play around in your head with ideas. Oh, I, I could see myself going to Oslo, Norway and, you know, being presented with a Nobel prize for doing something of that magnitude for humanity. Now they are talking about giving a Nobel prize to people like Katalin Kariko, who's basically just a murderer, right? With this N1 methylated pseudouridine, you know, they are talking about giving Weissman and they are talking about giving these people that have these geneticists who brag openly about exterminating targeted species, any species they want, who, who, openly brag about the ability to change any genome they want. They're talking about giving them that. Why? Because I, I could go and I could bring, you know, Ernest Ramirez with me and have him talk about his experience with your Nobel Prize winning, you know, in one methylated pseudouridine. Yeah, it killed his son. And he ain't alone by a long shot. We're talking millions have already died. I know people are saying, well, you can't prove that. Yes, I can. You know how I know they did. I've been on the phone with people as they died. I've been on the phone with family with, with families as they died. I've looked at the D-dimer levels, which are off the charts. I've seen what's going on out there, and they want to give these people an award. The only people that get these kind of awards are people who are horrible folks. And they have that smirk, and they have that smirk about them. You know what I'm talking about? That Fauci smirk, that smirk of I know something you don't, that little stupid shit-eating grin, supervillain, smirk. You know what I'm talking about, right? That they know they are getting away with murder. Well, you're not. Just because you're free today don't mean tomorrow we ain't going to put it on you. Yeah, I'm, you feeling me? This is, this is what I'm bringing to the table, y'all. All right? I'm there. We've talked and been nice and polite, and we've been outraged and we've done all this stuff and we've had been in the arguments with the people who want to be right. I don't want to be right about none of this, but I am. So since I know that it's my duty to teach you and it's my duty to make sure we put this to an end. All of it. It's all been a lie. Every single thing has been a lie except for one love. The only thing in this world that has been real is love. You've ever been in love? That was real. Whether you were in love with your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, romantically, doesn't matter, a profession, that's real, especially when you're in love with God. That's the realest thing I've ever experienced in my life. So we get into this, this Afiukas. One of the things that was weird, I don't even, I was, let me set this up a little bit with you, okay? Let me just, let me just set this up. So we do a lot of research on the teams I run, right? And I do a lot of research with Dr. Artis, Dr. Group, and Dr. Schmidt. Like, are you, I think we could, and I'm not joking about this, we could take our text thread and turn it into a book. There are literally thousands of research papers and things that we have studied in our in our thread that we have ongoing. Thousands. And we could take that and we could, you know, because I mean, just do the math. It's been oh, we've been we've been rapping with each other for about a year or so. And on average, on a daily basis, we share anywhere from about 10, eh, seven to 10 different 
research papers. Some are a little more dense. So, you know, we don't share as many numerically, but they're a little more dense. So what do you start doing the math? What is that? What is that? Seven papers a day for three, you're over a thousand papers. You see what I'm saying, folks? Like if I'm going to listen to somebody, I'm going to listen to somebody that's doing the work. Okay. That's why you need to go to healingfortheages.com and make sure you sign up. Can't help you if you're not there. Well, I don't I, I remember how I got into this. I was really uncomfortable about Baphomet, like the whole image and everything. So I was like, well, let me understand how this stupid symbol became even accepted by anyone. I th honestly, and I mean this, I think you're a dumbass if you celebrate that symbol. Okay. And I don't mean it just on a, I, I mean, on a literal sense of you are a dumbass. That has got to be the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. And you're celebrating it, you're accepting it, you're looking to it as it's some piece of information for you, some salvation for you. It's a goat on a man on a on a male body with boobs, with a goat underneath it, with a with a goat body below it. It it it, it looks like the dumbest thing I've ever. It, it it is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It looks like somebody was just, you know, taking a a. It was taking like a crack enema or something like that. I, I can't even I, I can't even imagine how somebody would come up with this. So I started delving into it because I wanted to see was there a connection between this and the cult of Asclepius, and we found it. The cult of Asclepius ends in roughly you know a little bit after the time of Jesus. You know, cult of Asclepius. How do I know Jesus existed? By the way, because. Even the evil folks talk about Jesus. That's how you know Jesus was real. The original rebel, Jesus. You know he's real because even the evil folks talk about it. If, they, if Jesus didn't exist, they wouldn't even acknowledge. So we start going, and there's a Christian group that the cult of Asclepius morphs into. And it's a Christian group. Um, it's called a, it's a group of Gnostic Christians, and that's uh, G N O S T I C, you know. And I didn't, I was like, I don't even know what Gnostic means. You know, it sounds like they're Christian, but really, Gnostics are Christian in name only, kind of like Republicans these days, right? Most of them are just a bunch of rhinos. Okay. Christians in name only. So we'll call them Sinos. <laughs> okay. Gnostic Christians. So there's this group, the cult of Asclepius realizes that the tide is turning. Um, in public sentiment with them, and that the tide is turning religiously into Christianity. Remember, this is after a couple hundred years after Jesus is, uh, is uh, uh, Jesus comes back from the dead, right? And so what happens is they need to gain acceptance and continue on. How do they do that? By accepting the popular religion of the time. And the popular religion of the time is Christianity or turning into Christianity. So what do they do? They start morphing their belief system, their worship of snakes, into a Christian model, if you can believe that. The Christian model, this is the group, one of the groups, there are several groups that did this, but the one group I focused on was a group called the Ophites. And the Ophites are... Um, have symbology that shows half man, half snake, right? The bottom half of the man is is a snake, the upper half. So it's kind of like this Medusa kind of thing. And this, you know, and you're just like, what is, again, you, you really got to stop with the, the, the crack. 
You know, crack cocaine must have been around way back when. You get it really got to stop with the 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 whole enema crack enemas. I mean, you, you just got to you got to let that go, people. Right. So what ends up happening is that group goes on and starts embedding themselves within the, the Roman Catholic Church and, and everything like that, of course, because of course that's what they're going to do. They're going to seek power and where's power and, and whatever can control minds and what's controlling minds, but religion, you know? And what ends up happening is this group start gets found out what they're really doing. They remember they said they're Christians in name only, Gnostic Christians are Christians in name only. They have their own secret ceremonies and their own things that they do because they're not really Christians. They just want to kind of be in hiding and and still worship the things that they worship while they pretend to believe in Jesus and they pretend to believe in God. It's just ridiculous, this stuff. Well, this ultimately becomes the Knights Templar. And you go, what? Yeah, all that stuff that you see in all the um, video games now, you know, the Assassin's Creed and all that, uh, you know, and you see in some of the movies. Yeah, those are all Gnostic Christians. Now, they paint themselves in the movies and in the video games because that's the domain of the devil. They paint themselves as this incredibly, you know, in just absolutely incredibly noble folks that are going to go and enslave the heathen um, Muslims and all this stuff, right? And go on these crusades and da 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 Get out of here. What the Knights Templar are doing are secret ceremonies. They ultimately get found out and get excommunicated by people who actually believe in Jesus. Okay, and we're like, no, you guys are faking the funk. You got to put the crack cocaine enemas down. Okay, stop using those things. You're, you're rotting your brain from the inside out. So the Knights Templar gets excommunicated and then morphs into another group. But what starts showing up is by, and this is over, of course, centuries and centuries. But ultimately, the they have a tie to the, the folks that worship Baphomet. The most ugly, stupid-looking statue or creature creation in history. And clearly, crack, cocaine, enemas going on and what happens is that they stay the they keep morphing every time they get found out they morph they morph so they can stay close to the power structures where the money is and the decision making and the influence but they never surrender their beliefs here's your secret societies everybody why would you need to be a secret society if what you're celebrating is love logic and light people who celebrate love logic and light don't need to do so in hiding. There's no secret ceremony for that. It's just, hey, what's my secret ceremony? There isn't one. I hug people. I love people. But the secret ceremonies, the folks that love the secret ceremonies and are going to do these ritualistic things, it's really whacked out crackhead stuff, right? They are the ones that come out and they start staying next to the power. They always keep entrenching, always constant re-entrenching themselves where there's power, where there's influence, where there's money. And that's where you start seeing the rise of these things. And I'm going to tell you a little story after the break. We're going to take it through the Zodiac. I'm going to take you through some, I'm going to start reading some of the research on this, take you through this Zodiac for Ophiuchus, the 13th thing, because I, I, I got some stuff to break down for you. But what we're going to get into is the number 13. We're going to get into Ophiuchus, and we're going to get into 
how it's all like so much of this is just a lie. And to lie so that people, the few who are really insecure and do not love God, can create an illusion that enables them to maintain power over those of us who do, for those of us who are unwilling to ask uncomfortable questions. Well, I ask uncomfortable questions and I seek God's eternal truth. And I hope you're going to do that with me right after these messages. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. All right, healers, welcome back. Yeah, Dr. H is on one today. You know why? Because I've had enough and I got a lot to say. I've put in my work. I've asked my questions. I've done my research. I'm comfortable where it's brought me. I have had enough and I have a lot to say. The serpent bearer is a natural healer with an all-encompassing and open mind, which they get lost within while abstracting the rationale, talking about people born under the zodiac sign of Ophiuchus, right? The myths and legends of this. So here we go. You ready? In Babylonian astronomy, so yeah, we're going back to Mesopotamia here. In Babylonian astronomy, Ophiuchus was the place of the sitting gods. Way galaxy crosses the zodiac belt. The way the <laughs> it crosses it, Ophiuchus holds Barnard's star, one of the closest stars to our place on Earth at only six light years away. Another rare object is the Ophiuchus superbubble, discovered by the Green Bank Radio Observatory, guess when, in 20, 2005. It holds many notable stars and objects such as R.S. Ophiuchi, a rare recurrent novae that increased in magnitude hundreds of times in just a few days. It is said to be on the brink of a supernova. The supernova of 1604, Kepler's supernova, was born out of Ophiuchus near Theta Ophiuchi, 
was first seen, studied, and named after the astronomer Johannes Kepler. Ophiuchus also holds the galactic center where a supermassive black hole is theorized to exist. I'm going to connect these dots for you in a minute. So one interpretation is that this is a symbol of man's dominance over the serpent. That's what Ophiuchus is. But you, if you're in Babylon and you can't have that shown to man, that man is really the dominant thing over the snake because they were all about snakes. Same thing. And then the Egyptians 500 years later start picking up all the Babylonian astronomy. And guess what? Now you have Egyptians adopting the astronomy. Well, how did all of these early humans, right? That's what we want to talk about with civilization in those times. How did they understand all this astrology? Maybe it was taught to them. Now that's speculation, but maybe it was taught to them. Taught to them by whom? Well, let's go look on. It's a very different symbol, the Ophiuchus is, than the current cult of Asclepius symbol that we know that traces back to ancient Greece and then the Gnostic Christians called the Ophites that I talked with you about earlier. So this is where it gets a little interesting, my family. In 1604, there is a supernova in Ophiuchus constellation with an interdimensional black hole, and it just happens to be the planet or the system that is closest to us. And during that same century, the number 13 becomes an unlucky number. Went to NPR for this. There is a Mr. Lackenmeyer who was talking about the history of how 13 became an unlucky number. The number 13 first recorded of it being a superstition was in the late 17th century, and the first incarnation of the unlucky 13 was 13 at a table. If, of course, that's an allusion to um, the Last Supper. If you sit 13 people at a table, one will die within a year. At the time, everyone knew really the origin of the superstition, and it was the 12 plus 1 of Christ at the, and the disciples at the Last Supper. It's only in the centuries since that there has been a sort of confusion and alternative theories that have come up, all right? So when does this all come up? It comes up in the 17th century, the same time that there's a supernova in the closest star to us, that supernova has since turned into a black hole. So when we go a little bit deeper, right, we look at what is the actual date of this 13th zodiac it's called we call it sagittarius right now because that's been removed off Euchus was pulled out by ptolemy but it's actually dates november 30th through excuse me november 30th through december 18 that's actually off Euchus. all right crazy that's been deliberately left out right but the 12-month fixed calendar dates back to Ptolemy and the Egyptians and Babylonian culture, where Ophiuchus was depicted as a reptilian. You ready for this? Since Egyptian life and agriculture depended upon the annual flooding of the Nile, it was important to determine when such floods would begin. The early Egyptians noted that the beginning of the Akhet, the inundation, occurred at the Hillelical Rising of a star they called Serpent or Cirrus. It has been calculated that the sidereal year was only 12 minutes longer, and that's all the, the stuff on there. But let's get to the next thing. The 13, a 13th month was intercalated to maintain a link into the helical rising of the serpent. This calendar, read this code, this is an Egyptian culture. This calendar was used for religious 
festivals. The civil calendar was split into 12 months of 30 days with an additional five days. And this is, again, still Egyptians. The additional five days were considered to be unlucky. So what happens here? You have priests keeping a religious calendar in Egypt that has 13 months. And for the worker bees, everybody else, they get the 12-month calendar. What are we on right now? A 12-month calendar. So I wonder, is there a 13-month calendar out there somewhere that we should be using? Well, it's a good question because how many lunar cycles are there in a year? 13. 13. The, the lunar trajectory, full moon to new moon, back to full moon, is 28 days. There are 13 of those in a year. 13 is not an unlucky number. It's a, a very powerful number. It's reserved. It's why when you go into casinos, they don't have a 13th floor. It goes 12 and 14. And the thought is, well, that's unlucky. And we want you to be lucky. Really? No. They want themselves to be lucky. They keep the number 13 for themselves so that you go into a place and spend your money with a guaranteed loss in front of you. How do you think those hotels and those casinos got to be so big? By losing? No, by winning. And 13 is a powerful number that helps them do that. More. The leap year in ancient Egypt. In an attempt to reform the calendar to include a leap year was made at the beginning of the Ptolemy, Ptolematic Ptolemic dynasty. But the priesthood was too conservative to allow such a change. This predates the Julian reform of 46 BC, which Julius Caesar introduced on the advice of the Alexandrian astronomer Siagenes. Reform did, however, come after the defeat of Cleopatra and Anthony by Roman general and soon to be Emperor Augustus in 31 BC. In the following year, the Roman Senate decreed that the Egyptian calendar should include a leap year, although the actual change of the calendar didn't occur until 23 BC. So what do we have? Egyptians and Romans interacting on, on what the calendar is going to be in celestial stuff. So you have the transfer of this information from the Babylonians to the Egyptians, and then from the Egyptians to the Romans. The Romans ultimately become the Roman Catholic Church. And now you bring in the Ophites. You see, this is the connection. The division of the night sky later adjusted to account for the epimental days and close parallels to the Babylonian zodiac. This is the Egyptian culture mirroring the Babylonian culture. What are they? What's their common thread? The common thread is their understanding of celestial bodies. Where did they get that from? How did they figure out that this celestial body is different than this other one and all this stuff? These are people without without pair without. Uh, I want to say microscopes, but without, you know what I'm talking about, without the observatories, right? How did they figure all this out? Somebody got to tell it to them, okay? And then it starts spreading. It doesn't seem plausible then to me that the Greek image of Aphiuchus is an accurate one. And they try to soften it up and say that he's a snake bearer. He's not a snake bearer. Not when you look at the images. The images that are drawn to him is he's choking a snake by the neck and holding its tail with his other hand. He's in full control of this snake. Very different symbol than the cult of Asclepius, where the snake is climbing up the, snake, the stick freely. In this one, man is dominating the snake, if not choking and killing that snake. So, of course, you wouldn't want 
that symbol out for common men, that they are in control of the reptilians. So it seems to me that the Babylonians are where the astrology begins and is that the reptilians knew their star was going supernova. So just, just go with me with, with this. What if, what if the reptilians came from that Kepler supernova? What if they knew their star was going supernova and going to go black hole and they had to leave? What if they landed in Mesopotamia? And that's where humans were starting to congregate because it was a fertile crescent. It was a fertile soil. It was easy to live in there and there was game to hunt and there was food that was growing naturally. And there were rivers that there was going to be able to sustain civilized life. What if they landed there 6,500 years before Jesus? What if they come early to Mesopotamia and start to genetically engineer the human genome? What if? What if they're seeking because they don't have the technology to build a slave race? What have we seen throughout all major cultures? Slavery, slavery systems. Egyptians, Romans, everyone used slave systems. Where does that come from? Egyptian, Egypt follows Mesopotamia by about 500 years and utilizes their astrology and becomes the first civilization where slave labor is actually employed. And the only mind control that can really happen to keep people doing it is to be illiterate, to worship, so religion, to limit food, food shortages, and then to deliver the lash. That's how you establish control. So how interesting is it then, and again, we're what-ifing it, that the Babylonian Afiukas is actually a reptile, a man-like reptile. That's how the Babylonians described or imagined the Afiukas as a zodiac symbol. While in Egypt, at the dawn of the year is the serpent while there is 13 months of Afiukas, but that's reserved for religion. Is this another control mechanism? And then you fast forward roughly 5,000 years and you get to the cult of Asclepius and again, religion and snakes. And then Jesus is divinely born as God intervenes to show us what is possible without violating his gift of free will. See, the cult of Asclepius, I want you to understand the psychology of these psychopaths. They're scared to die because when you die, you get to your day of judgment. The cult of Asclepius is seeking transfer of consciousness from one body to another. Maybe, right? We're speculating. Because they're seeking immortal life here on earth because they know if they go and get to their day of judgment that, the, that they're going to be judged harshly. And that's why when you look at the Ophites and you look at their symbology and what they're worshiping and things like that, you look at their, their, their Ophite, you can look at the ancient Ophite diagram, you start seeing crazy things where they're trying to merge humans with animals, bulls, eagles, dogs, rams, bears, snakes, lions, leviathans. You see this, they're trying to merge a human with another animal. And then you get this Gnostic group that embeds themselves in the Roman Catholic Church and becomes one of the largest owners of land and tax-free wealth while affecting the entire world history through war and the sanctioning of commercial slavery. And then you get this from 
Pope Benedict in 2019. In 2019, Pope Benedict, right? And sitting Pope, who is now no longer the Pope, even though he's the Pope, issues a warning to all Catholics. And you know what his warning was? Is Gnosticism winning the Catholic Church today? He's warning the world in 2019 that Gnostics have taken over the Roman Catholic Church. And he talks about what he talks about some nondescript Gnostic Christian group that is taking us to the brink of total damnation. And it could it be this group that traces their lineage back through the Knights Templar, through, through Baphomet, through the Knights Templar, through the Ophites, through the cult of Asclepius, and all the way back to Mesopotamia? Could it be? I don't know. You have to make up your own mind. But where it gets to me is that when I start looking at things like today, I start looking at gene drive technology and this bragging. Just look up, just go ahead and, and do a quick search on gene drive, G-E-N-E, gene drive, and put in NPR, you know, the NPR, the news outlet, Bill Gates's news outlet, and just start reading up on gene drive and it will chill you. Because what are they saying proudly? That they can target extermination of a species, anyone they want, within three generations. If that doesn't scare the bejeebas out of you, that it's not science fiction anymore, it's science fact, it should. And what if these folks have their ties and their lineages and their secret societies all the way back to Mesopotamia, to Babylonian culture. It starts making sense that Time Magazine in 1999 shows an image of the cult of Asclepius and a snake becoming your DNA. And all the work Dr. Artis is doing, all the work Dr. Group is doing, all it starts making sense. And it makes sense why they would make the number 13 unlucky at the same time there's a supernova at the nearest star. And it starts making sense that Ophiuchus this symbol of man dominating the snake would be forever removed from regular people's purview and reserved for the religious sects that they want to keep the number 13 to be their own because they know the number 13 has power to it. It's the same thing the casinos know as well. So what I'm offering to you is this and very simply. It is time to unlearn what we have learned. And yes, this is a speculative conversation. I'm not acting like it's anything but. But what I am saying to you without any doubt is something doesn't feel right. And when something doesn't feel right, I go ask questions. And when I ask questions, I come back and share with you with what those questions have shown. And I have a whole bunch of stuff on Baphomet and this crazy, stupid crack cocaine enema using, you know, Elias, the guy that comes up with this symbol. But it all points to the same thing, my people, healers. And I'm going to invite you to attend this conference that you need to be at. Healingfortheages.com, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. Make sure you are there. Until I see you there, aloha and adios.